slowly but surely over these three weeks, Isaiah has been drawing us deeply into this mystery of the incarnation, showing us the perfection that happens when, when God does great things among us. Like a few weeks ago, we heard of the, the lion and the lamb all lying down together, the children playing in the adder's den, all the things that are happening. And tonight we, we get even more of those glorious things where, where all who are weak, all who are, are feeble are to ma- be made strong, all who are unwell to be well again. Uh, just those, those hopes and dreams that, that only can come when, when the incarnation occurs for us in, in Bethlehem. So we come tonight to this third uh, Sunday, uh, and, and maybe uh, we're getting a little bit uh, impatient in waiting. You know, it's just, it, 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 or maybe we're a little anxious about uh, the fact that it's that Christmas is coming so quickly uh, in, in our midst. I want to tell a story first of a, a seminary professor who was um, instructing. He was a teacher of homiletics, which is the art of preaching, and he said to his class. When you are in front of a group of people in your churches and you are speaking about the things of heaven, let your face light up. You know, have this heavenly gleam about you. Let your eyes shine with glory. And then he turns and he says, but when you speak about hell, for some of you, your ordinary face will do. I hope tonight we're all aglow. I hope tonight that their, their eyes are shining. As we light more of those candles on that wreath, the more light of Christ should be shining through us. We are filled tonight with what that candle represents. We are filled with joy. Soon we'll, we can't wait if we haven't been tired of it already on the radio and on, 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 in, in stores. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. You know, let us rejoice. This candle tonight, the the rose color, is a symbol for joy. It tells us that in the darkness of of what we've been experiencing, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. And the people who have been praying and in penance and and awaiting the coming of the Lord in his his glory and majesty, we're we're now in this light. We're closer to to the reality of celebrating that birth. A reminder that, that at the birth of Jesus, the whole world celebrates What do we celebrate? We celebrate joy. Why do we celebrate joy? We celebrate joy because we've come to know Jesus. We've come to know him. We've come to love him. We love to serve him and others. And we joyfully wait for him to come again. We are a people whose face lights up when we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. We are a people whose lights let our eyes shine when we speak of Jesus Christ. During Advent, we're a people who not only are rejoicing, but we're people in waiting. We've seen so far that we are people of hope. We're people of faith. Tonight, we are told we're people of joy. And, and, and through that, we joyfully, through all that joyfulness, we have to wait. We're still not there. There's more to come. We have another week of Advent, this year a full week of Advent. Sometimes that fourth Sunday is very quick. It's over. It's one night and it's over. 
we have a whole, a whole new week just to enter more deeply into allowing that fourth candle to just lighten us a little bit more, to, to shine in us, through us a little bit more. We patiently await the joyful coming of our Savior in majesty and in glory. We look to his birth in Bethlehem and, 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 and to, to get the example of how we are to find him. And that will take very much a lot of waiting. Sometimes it seems like he's never going to come. Preached, I think maybe last week, it could have been a week before, in one of our Eucharistic prayers that says, when all has at last, no, it's the, it's the first son, it's the first preface of Advent, when all is at last made manifest. In other words, when we've got it together, he'll come. So we have to be patient with ourselves, very patient with ourselves, because just as we celebrated on Thursday the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, you know, I said, ask the people, what, uh, if you were here, you knew this question. When was the last time you were sinless? Tonight, there were a number of people sitting in here at this point who were sinless. Those of you who stood in line at confession were sinless as soon as we were absolved. We choose to become sinners again before we probably sit in the pew. <laughs> you know, but we're called, we're called to be sinless and be and, and patient in waiting for, for what's right and what's good, what's proper for us, for the Lord to return. A story told a long time ago of a rabbi who uh, decided he was going to go to heaven and find out what's, what's taking so long for the Messiah. So he knocks on heaven's door and, and he confronts the Messiah and he asks the Messiah, what, what, what's taking you so long? Don't you know that we're all waiting and waiting and waiting for you? And the Messiah's response was, it's not me that, that you're all expecting. Some of you are waiting for wealth and riches and others of you are waiting to have all the power to lord it over others. And some of you are waiting for a kingdom of your own fantasy. Very few of you are waiting for the dream of the Messiah. Most of you are living, waiting for the realization of your own foolish dream to occur. And the rabbi thought about it and he went back to earth and he told his disciples that they couldn't despair any longer, that they would patiently wait, but will begin to dream as God dreams. Is that our dream? Is that, is, are we patient enough to wait? Are we, are we patient enough to, to manifest all things so that Christ can return? Is, is, are, do we dream God's dream? Do we fill our dreams with joy? Or are we just filled with our own anxiety and our own worries, our own selfish needs and desires? James tells us tonight in that second reading that as we're waiting, we have to be patient since we do not know the exact time of the Lord's coming. For us, it can be very difficult. We become an impatient people. We, we can't wait to get out of school. We can't wait to retire. We can't wait to win the big prize. We Google and we get, we prime and it arrives. You know, Jesus will come. He promised it. In the meantime, he calls us to, to continue to spread that light, to bring that joy, to bring the hope, to bring the faith to others. When he comes, he will come not like the child of Bethlehem, 
in a stable and swaddling clothes. But I think he'll come among us in a very humble silence. It'll take a great awareness to recognize. In fact, those of us who embrace the Lord now already know that he says he's here. What's his, what's his great th- saying? The kingdom of God is already in your midst. The kingdom of God is here. It's at our work. It's at our school. It's in our houses of worship. It's in, in our temples. It's in word. It's in sacrament. It's in those that we embrace with great love. It's in those whom we help. It's in the kindness of strangers. And it's in our life of prayer, in our life of service, in our life of humility, that the joy of the Lord has already come. Let us this week allow our face to light up with heavenly gleam and our eyes to shine with the glory of the God among us.